Welcome to the Strength, Love, and Healing Podcast. Grab a cup of coffee, find a nice place to sit, and join us while we listen to authors who strive to help others heal through love while building strength. Hi, welcome to Strength, Love, and Healing with Authors Alcove. I am your host, Angie Wolf. I have yogi, author, mother, and business owner, Sandra Harper with me today. She has recently published her debut book, The Four Attitudes, The Alchemy of an Open Heart and a Calm Mind. Today, we will be talking about her book and learning what the four attitudes are and how they can help us break free from self-doubt, anger, and unfulfillment, as well as she has found healing through her yoga practice, art, and writing. You can find her book on her website, theforattitudes.com. Thank you so much for being here, Sandra. Thank you for having me. I really appreciate it, Angie. I feel like we're both having trouble with technology today. So (laughs) anyway, (laughs) well, could you just share a little bit about yourself and what brought you to write your book, The Four Attitudes? Yes. Uh, So let's see. I am a practitioner of yoga and have been for about the last almost 20 years. And I've studied the yoga sutras, if you're familiar with those, but a little bit. Okay. I'm a yoga instructor. So (laughs) that's awesome. So, you know, you know, the yoga sutra. So I've studied the yoga sutra and with my tradition, which is the Himalayan Institute and my teacher is Pandit Rajmani Tiganayat. You know, I was in India on a sadhana, uh, spiritual practice and was just Loved it there, loved being there with the Sangha and had so many, such heartwarming opening time. And this question came from like a really deep place in my heart. How does our breathing affect our attitude? And especially the four attitudes, which are friendliness, compassion, non-judgment, and joy. Where do you get the four attitudes? Is that from the Yoga Sutras? It's from Yoga Sutra. Well, they're all, you know... They're written about in all four of the padas, but particularly Yoga Sutra 133 uh, is, it names the attitudes, which again are friendliness, compassion, non-judgment, joy, joyful state of mind. I wrote this book because I wanted to get out there how it our attitude affects everything we do, our business, our relationships, how we feel and think about ourselves. And so I wrote it for people who are householders who are going through things and they need that bump and how do I do this? And so it is a contemplative book. It's also, it's got a lot of poetry in it from uh, my experiences. So that's what it was written for. So you stated that you learned on your website, you say that you learned compassion from your experience with cancer. What was that journey like for you? And I was really wanted to be open about this and talk that's why I'm going out and podcasting about it because I think that's that is actually I feel where I learned self-compassion. Cancer can be a great teacher or it can be depends on how you look at it in your mind. So here I was, I was this yogi, this per- lady practicing yoga. I had these two little kids. I was eating this healthy diet. I was practicing mindfulness and meditation and this um diagnosis just kind of came out of nowhere. Nobody in my family had ever had it. My mom, my sister, grandmothers, no one has ever had it. There was no genetic markers. And it just kind of like knocked me to my feet, if you will, this like, oh my gosh, what do I do now? And when they they called to tell me about it, it was like, wow, um, you have cancer. And I thought, what the heck? Only I said a few other choice words. 
<laughs> because it was like, how did that happen? Um, and going through the whole process is how I learned compassion for myself. Because before that, I think Angie, I was a little bit felt like invincible in a way. I can do anything or like, I'm so strong. And I was in corporate America. So I was definitely all about the hard and fast rules. And I was kind of harsh and what having that in that entire process, which um, luckily I didn't have to go through chemotherapy, but I did have to take a, a medicine for five years and I had to um, have a full mastectomy and reconstruction. So it was multiple surgeries. It just taught me like, and it continues. I continue to feel humbled by it. What it taught me. Go ahead. Yeah, I, I also am someone who tries to eat healthy and I do yoga as well. And I'm always trying to make sure that, you know, I take good care of my body. And I know that there's always a part of me that will see people who, cause like I have a lot of chronic illnesses and I'm like, how do they live that lifestyle? And I'm not healthy. And I try to not put that on myself because you start to think like, why am I getting sick? How could this happen to me? And I take care of myself. Was that a part of it at all for you? Absolutely. It was totally a part of it, Angie. It was like, how did this happen? Exactly. And there was a, there was a little bit of time where I kind of felt a bit like victimized by it. Like, ah, but then, you know, the deeper I got into it, it's such a strange thing to call, to contemplate your own death. And while I probably wasn't, um, you know, at that door, you never know going under the knife for surgery, if you could pass. So here I was, I was, had these two um, younger children married and I'm the biggest thing that came up for me was like, I, I don't want to leave my children without a mom. I love these two people. They're my heart and soul. As I'm sure a lot of moms feel that way. I don't want to leave. Um, but the deeper I got into what it was teaching me and teaching me about my body, that's where the real healing came because it was like, it became such something I really had to pay attention to. I really had to be focused around healing, around self-care, around what my mind was saying to me and learning how to just be like, this is what I'm going through. That's the thing. I Another lesson I learned from it is like, sometimes things happen and you can't change them. Like you're just going to have to go through it as hard and as challenging as it's going to be, you're going to have to go through it. So, yeah, we can't control everything. I think that's part of why for me, I wonder why I have so many health issues when I take care of my body is because I feel like I can, I can control these things, but we have no control and we need to just be willing to accept that and not view ourselves as a victim because of it. You had, you know, in your book with the four attitudes, you said you could discover how to break free from worry, self-doubt, anger, un unfulfillment in your book. Do you feel you have broken free from these things? And what has your journey looked like up to now? So here's the thing. I am still breaking free. That is a daily process. It's not like a one-time event. I love to say this to people. People are always like, oh, I'm done. I never have to do that again. No, this is like a... <laughs> Life is a marathon. It is not a sprint. And practicing the attitudes is a, it's a process. It uncovers itself. What I, you know, if I compare myself to 10 years ago, or even when I went through breast cancer, I am a different person. I have alchemized a lot of self-doubt and pain into something. Honestly, that's why I'm sitting here with you today, just looking at your beautiful face here and hearing your voice. like. I'm here today with you 
because I was able to go, yeah, those things happened. They are things that happened. I am not those. I'm not that. Does that make sense? Definitely. And I like that you said that you're still breaking free because I think all of this is always going to be a lifelong journey. I don't think that we will ever achieve all that breaking free because every time we do, something else is going to come up because we're just completely evolving people. Um, but you stated that you overcame imposter syndrome to write this particular book. Do you mind sharing that journey? That is one I'm really passionate about because imposter syndrome is such a strange thing. And yet so many people, suffer, they suffer from it, right? Men and women and people, especially you know, in your genre of people writing books, because really what imposter syndrome is, is like you could have the conversation like, I'm not good enough, or my message isn't good enough, or I'm not a good enough writer, or who am I in the world too? Or, you know, I think another big one is what if somebody doesn't like what I do? Like, or, you know, you're worried. It's the sense of worry. And how, you know what, how I overcame it, Angie, is the work became more important to me than the fear. Getting out there and talking to people about the four attitudes came more important than my little self telling me the story about how maybe I might fail. And I just got to that place inside that was like, this is yours to do in the world. And if you don't do it, like, then you're kind of doing an injustice. You're not doing the thing you're here to do. So it became more important to be with you and to be with other people and talk to them. Then it was like that self-centeredness of imposterness, imposter syndrome, God bless us. <laughs> it's like this myopic view of ourself. And I just got a wider view, like the sun's rays, like, you know, who am I not to? And if I mess it up, I mess it up. I do my best. I do it with love and compassion and non-attachment. God bless it. <laughs> I think one of the things that I think you hit the nail on the head, the head on, yeah, however that phrase goes. But anyway, I think that you hit it when you said that um, it's about self-centeredness, because I think when we are focusing on ourselves, we're thinking about how we're not good enough. Whereas I know with my own journey, how I finally stepped forward and started accomplishing things was that I actually just decided, you know what? It doesn't have to be perfect. I'm just going to do it. And each day I'm going to get 1% better because you know what? I will never get a hundred percent better if I never start. And so every day I just try to do 1% better. If I notice something that I can improve, then the next day I try to improve it and just realize it doesn't matter. It's not about me. It's about the journey and others and our impact on others. Anyway, I felt like we were kindred spirits when I was looking through your site because I'm a yoga instructor as well and I'm artistic, I love to write. And how have you used your writing specifically to help you heal? Oh my gosh, okay. Um, thank you for asking that, Angie. Yes, I do feel like we're kindred spirits. Um, so it took me a long time to have the courage to speak about having breast cancer. A long time because... I think it was an internal competition that I should have been a certain way. And there was a little bit of, um, well, I had to get through all of this, the victimness idea and get that cleaned out. And then the idea, like, I'm okay to share this, I have something that's hopefully valuable for others here. So I, I guess I just got out, I got out of the way in that way. You also talk a lot about yoga. You say that you have a physical practice, but you apply the yogic wisdom to your life. And I know that for myself, I tend to more focus on the asanas and the breathing techniques and not so much on what you said, the sutras. I'm aware of them, but I'm, I 
not as familiar with them as I would like to be. Um, what about yoga has helped you the most as far as the yogic wisdom? Well, I really, the attitudes, that's why I write about them because that is such an easy way for a Western mind to approach such a beautiful, profound practice that sometimes go ahead. Oh, do you mind just saying each one, but defining it in the way that you see it as meaning like, you know, I know it's friendliness and we all have an idea of what friendliness is, but do you mind like sharing each and what it means to you? Sure. So friendliness is Mayatri and that is the essence of friendship. That is probably one of the most difficult ones to practice. And we're so used to like, how do I be a good friend to other people? How do I show up in their lives? My approach to it is how can I be better friends with myself? Oh, regardless of what I am going through, regardless of the challenge or the, you know, whatever's happening, how can I like befriend my own mind? That's a big deal. I love that. And then what are the other three? Uh, so friendliness, compassion, Karuna, and compassion. so compassion for yourself. So we talked a lot about that. And what was the next one? Friendliness, compassion, um, non-judgment. I, I think I'm okay with non-judging other people. I can be like, oh, I'll give you grace, but I have so much trouble with non-judgment for myself. And what was the last one? Joyful condition of mind. How to have, how to really access your innate state of joy. Not something you look for out here, outside of you, but something within. How do you connect to that? I think that brings me to my next question, which was about the navigating the emotional landscape. You had mentioned that in your little blurb on your book. Your website gives you insights into recognizing and managing emotions as dynamic experiences and making a change to the weather patterns of your emotions and learning to remain centered amidst emotional fluctuations. What does it mean to you to have to stay centered amidst the emotional fluctuation? So let's think about the ocean for a moment. I'm just going to give an analogy here. So, you you know, when we see the ocean and it had like, it, pretend you're standing on the ocean right now, or you're standing near the, you're on the beach, you're looking at the ocean, right? One of the ways that we can fight with thoughts that come and go or emotions that come and go is to have the view of it's just happening. It's not happening about you. It's just occurring. It's like the waves that maybe there's a storm. I write about this in my book. Um, I once went on a cruise and there was a hurricane while we were out there, which by the way, I've lived through two of those in my life, which is crazy. Um, there was a hurricane while we were out there. And some people were so afraid we were going to die. Some people were like, this is exciting. And in the end, we were fine. Sometimes our mind can be like that. Sometimes our emotions can just be totally up um, and, and doing the things they're doing and just like letting them pass through. You know, you know what I'm saying? Like just yeah. letting them pass through as opposed to like, this is always going to be this way. I'm always going to feel this way. Or, you know, letting your mind do that trick. Just like let them move through the weather, like the ocean. Today, it's very cloudy where I live. It's kind of gray. But you know what I know? I'm not the gray weather. <laughs> I'm experiencing the gray weather. And that's my hope is that as people engage with my book, that they know that you are not the emotion, you're the one experiencing it. And it's just an experience. I like that a lot. And I also like how you said, you just have to move through it. One of the things that I found in my own healing journey is I had heard that it's hard to get rid of a emotion unless you let yourself experience it. 
And I think too mm-hmm. often we're like, okay, I cannot be experiencing this. So we like stuff it. And what we do, and I love how you, we have to move through it. We're just moving through it. It's not us. It's just, we have to experience it so we can go on to happiness or go on to another emotion. So can you just share where we can find your book and what else you might have on your website? Sure. Um, so you can find my book at the, T-H-E, four F-U-O-R, attitudes, A-T-T-I-T-U-D-E-S. So you spell the whole thing out, the four attitudes.com. I've also uh, have a newsletter there called Divine Times, and that's all about it's consciously created content. It's bite-sized chunks. It's how to live in the world happily through the four uh, yogic attitudes. So you can get that. That's free. And my book is only available on my website and it's only available in audio form right now. So, okay. Is there any plans to move forward and have it published into a paperback form? Yes, there are. We're we're launching next year with, uh, I'm also doing Oracle cards for the four attitudes with artwork. Oh, okay. That's awesome. Uh, Well, thank you so much for joining me today. I just really appreciated this chat and I feel like you had a lot of wisdom, especially about the like four attitudes. I'm just going to go over them one more time. Friendliness, compassion, um, non-judgment, and Joyful condition of mind. Joyful condition. Well, that's the one I need to work on the most, I think. So that makes sense. I'll have to definitely listen. Anyway, so before we go, I just wanted to ask one more question. And what do you hope that people would most get out of your book? Oh, I really hope that they can learn some actionable ways to become friends with their their own mind, their own heart. That's my biggest hope. That's why I wrote it, is so that people can learn how to become better friends with themselves and be kind to themselves. I love that. Thank you so much. And thank you so much for joining me today, taking time out of your schedule. And also, I just want to thank my listeners. If you are interested in reading or listening to her book, you can go to her website, thefouratitudes.com. Four is spelled out, F-O-U-R. You can also find her podcast there. And you have a podcast, right? No, I'm only guesting. Oh, you're only guesting. But you can can listen to the book on there. And then- And if you enjoyed this episode, there will be more like it next week. Please subscribe or follow so you are notified of next week's episode. And again, thank you so much, Sandra. I really appreciate it. Thank you so much, Angie. Thank you so much for listening to the Strength, Love, and Healing podcast with Authors Alcove. If you have written a book that could help others heal and would like to be a guest on our show, please go to the AuthorsAlcove.com to sign up. You can click on the podcast tab and it, click on Be a Guest. We always appreciate everyone who listens all the way to the end, especially if you could like, subscribe, and rate this particular podcast that would really help us be able to reach more people. Also, our sister podcast, Authors Alcove, is over on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. You can listen to that where we talk with a lot of different writers about their writing process and their current books. Again, thank you very much. Hope you have a great day. God bless.